Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Russell Nolte. Russell, you have, well, you wear a lot of hats. You're the owner of the, the Complete Creative. You're a publisher with Wannabe Press. You're the CEO of a tech store, serial entrepreneur. You're a comic book writer, USA Today bestselling author. You're the host of the Complete Creative Podcast and the creator of the Complete Creative Training Academy. Russell, you're a busy man. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's funny because people always talk about uh, how busy I must be, but I actually get my work done in like six or eight hours a day. So mm. I'm just very, very good at productivity, which is great now in this day and age, because now I have a lot of time to focus on all of the, uh, all of the big items that are, uh, that are flooding my inbox uh, uh, while all of my companies kind of run in the background. Mm. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of the dream is to set up systems, um, get them performing, and then not have to babysit them quite so much and, and get things that are a little bit more system dependent instead of people dependent, as uh, Michael Gerber would talk about. Absolutely. I, uh, I like to say that like two of my companies run in the background while the third one get, gets all of my attention, but I don't know which one it will be any given month. So sure. uh, it's nice to have multiple lines of income in multiple different industries that I work in so that if I ever get bored of one, I just shift to another or there's always something to be done in one of those three uh, ideas. So to the folks that are watching this interview on our YouTube channel, and you can, you, by the way, you can go to youtube.com and just youtube.com slash up my influence. And, and you can see, Russell, you got a couple books in the background that are, that, that keep drawing my attention. <laughs> one that it says Cthulhu, Cthulhu. I, am I, I'm not pronouncing right. It's Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. But the great thing about Lovecraft is that he didn't settle on a spelling or pronunciation during his life. So you can pretty much say anything, but the pretty much standardized uh, pronunciation is Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. And, and what, tell me about the two books you've got. Are, are, is, are those uh, one of those your, your USA Today bestselling book? Uh, no, those are comic books. I got my best-selling author for uh, for an anthology that we that I that I was part of. Uh, but uh, these are uh, Cthulhu's Art to Spell is our singular most popular book. It's about it's thirty five stories about the gods and monsters of H.P. Lovecraft. Wow. And then Ichabod Jones Monster Hunter is our most beloved book. It's about a psych, It's about a mental patient that escapes from a mental asylum and becomes a monster hunter. Doesn't mm -hmm. know if he's killing monstrous humans or it's all in his head the whole time. So uh, most of my business is taking these books on Kickstarter and then doing uh, shows with them around the country. And uh, not just these books, but we have kind of this whole stack under them are also books that we publish and produce. My goodness. All right. So uh, now your background, you actually have a degree in journalism and you worked in broadcast journalism in DC. It, it, talk, share a little bit about what you did because it's kind of cool. Uh, so I worked on Capitol Hill. So uh, the company that I worked for would be paid by news organizations, Fox, MSNBC, uh, local affiliates, 
um, uh, Comedy Central even, I think I did a shot for once mm-hmm. where, uh, so we would go into the Capitol building or the White House and we would, uh, we would set up interviews with uh, like John McCain or, uh, or uh, John Cozine or uh, Barbara Boxer uh, or one of the one of the congressmen and we would set it up and then they would live uh, stream into wherever they were conducting the interview it would go live and then we would go home so it was pretty cool we also had a live studio in our office so sometimes people would come in and do live studio hits there as well and and russell so today again uh, you know you're kind of at the helm of a number of different businesses um why is that an advantage? And, and I would imagine that there's some inherent disadvantages to, uh, to, to having that many things going. Um, but what's, what's your sum, summation of that? Well, the advantage is that uh, I have pretty consistent income across, uh, across uh, the year. So uh, there are certain high seasons for things like our, kickst- uh, our, our books generally go on Kickstarter a couple of times a year. And then we have a couple of big months for shows. And so that sort of handles that, that business. Thus, where there, those, those, uh, those, uh, those months are very high for the wannabe press part of it. Then we do launches for the courses and I do marketing for people during certain times of the year as well. And so that's a certain high point for, for those, uh, for that business. And then for Wavelength, my Verizon dealership, uh, that usually has other times of the year that it is that is big. So I I have a pretty consistently across the entire year um, uh, 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 a pretty decent income because uh, that's because two are kind of cratered and one is kind of carrying the rest of the business <laughs> along. Sure. Uh, yeah. The other good thing is that when you have something like I don't know a global pandemic, you can say, well, my my publishing company is now lost most of its income for the year, uh, which is going to live conventions, but I still do have uh, marketing services. I still do have courses. I still can call businesses and, uh, and, uh, and my reps at our Verizon dealership can mm-hmm. talk to businesses about lowering their bill and changing carriers and getting upgrades for their phones and all, all sorts of things. So there's, uh, there's, there's inherent disadvantages that when you're, it's hard to push really hard on any one thing. So uh, uh, you, because you're always being drawn between things, you're always kind of going from one to the next, to the next, to the next. Uh, and so you're not, uh, you're not able to, distri- I'm not able to distribute my revenue quite the way that I would want to, to maximize any one company because I need it to fund three companies. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, I still prefer having multiple streams of income and multiple revenue and even with the the books so uh with the books we also we have convention sales and also digital sales there's two different streams of revenue there with the training academy we have the podcast we have the courses and we have the marketing services so there's three streams of income there and uh so there's multiple streams inside each stream as well which means if any one or two dry up, I can always rely on the other thing. And right. it just helps, really helps to have a robust uh, lineup so that you are fluent in whatever the industry trend is at the time. So we just, uh, uh, I, I just ran my first virtual conference uh, because it was sort of the intersection of my podcast, my courses. And the fact that I do conventions about 30 to 40 times a year, and then I speak on stage quite a bit. So 
so that all allowed me to, once the convention started canceling, I was able to, using all of these disparate things that I've learned across all of my companies, create something brand new that was quite successful for us. Yeah. So um, now in, in the world of marketing, so are you working with creatives, authors? Who do you serve? Uh, mostly authors for the marketing agency, but I, I, I serve all creatives. I help all creatives build better businesses, specifically ones that sell products, mm. um, less so ones that sell services. But whether, if you're selling artwork or selling books or selling some sort selling courses, some sort of product that you're trying to monetize, uh, that's really the people that, that we serve. And, and so what are best practices? Like, what do you, you know, what is the crux of where you see creatives maybe not doing a very good job at? And what do you generally say? Okay, here's what you need to be doing. So generally, and this is not just for creatives, this is pretty much everybody, uh, but especially creatives, they... Uh, are very good at creating a thing and yeah. horrible at building uh, attention for that thing or getting uh, or building an audience for that thing or uh, trying or going out and finding new ways to bring new fans into their community. So for me, it's all about community and fan base and turning somebody who is uh, who is maybe on the fence or doesn't know who you are into a rabid fan. I, I, I we add... Uh, probably roughly 10,000 emails a month to our email list. And of mm-hmm. those, something like 9,000 of them get chucked in the first six months because they just aren't, they aren't good. They aren't the kind, they don't respond to the way that I teach or the way that I talk. I talk mm-hmm. in very blunt manner. I'm quite practical in the things that I say. I generally don't sugarcoat things. And, uh, Look, I curse sometimes. I try to curse on air. I try to curse in my emails. But like I do have that kind of raw, rebellious energy. And that is what the, the right person to read my work uh, is going to respond to. The right person to hear my message is going to respond to. And I learned a long time ago that if you're in a room with 100 people and four people are speaking, you're lucky if 10 of those 100 people are going to come over and really respond to the thing you say. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, you just have to keep getting in front of new groups of people while you have this attractive character you've created to draw the right people in. So, uh, so either people don't know who they're, they're marketing to, which I hear all of the time, right. is I have no idea who I wrote this book for, uh, or they don't know what product that they should be making for the few people who are in their audience now, or if they have that magical uh, uh, link between product and customer, then they don't know how to go out, find new people, bring them in and turn them into rabid fans. And they definitely don't know how to scale it. So I have a course called build a rabid fan base. And that's mm. the four sections is, is, is like build your perfect person, uh, find your perfect person, build products for them, develop a system that, that you can go out and bring people who don't know you in, move them through your funnel and get basically rabid fans out the bottom and chuck everybody else. And then, just scale it and keep finding new ways to get people into your audience. Um, Secondarily, people are very, very bad at sticking to a product. I was shocked when I started uh, releasing novels because I usually, I've spent a long time releasing uh, comic books and I sold the same book 
for five years or more. Mm -hmm. And I just kept hammering that same product into people's heads at the same shows. And, and like that book still sells. Our Ichabod Jones book is now in its eighth printing. <laughs> and uh, it, I've, I've, it's, it's been out of print, I think, for six months in its whole time frame that it's, been, uh, that it's been part of my company. But I just kept hammering that same book. And when I go and talk to artists or other people, they, they move on so quickly. They do mm -hmm. one launch and then they run to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And they're never able to build that, that uh, mm -hmm. fan base because they're always looking for the next thing. But the problem with marketing today is that it's so hard to break through with anything that yeah. you, uh, it's, it's sort of like a balloon. You push, you push your finger down on 10 points in a balloon. It's very hard to pop it. But if you push one finger down and put all your pressure on it, it will pop very quickly. So I, I'm always trying to tell people that the way that they're looking at doing series or, or different things is wrong because they're, they're moving on too quickly. They're not able to build that fan base. You do have the, the, the disadvantage, though, of you when you are when you are, are moving forward with something and doesn't have that critical mass or it's not quite good enough or it doesn't quite hit the market that like you're going to push hard and it's, and it's like not going to break through. So at the beginning, you do kind of want to do a bunch of different stuff because you don't know what's going to be the thing that hits. And then when something hits, that's when you double and triple and quadruple down on it because you know now that uh, where you're going to where you're going to get the best return. You know, that's really interesting. So a couple things I heard you say that I think are really important, and, and I'm going to ask you about each of these just a little bit. So number one, know who your audience is. And I think a lot of times we, we, we're very, a lot of people are very, very sensitive to not wanting to offend anybody. And so because of that, they really don't get on their soapbox, right? They don't really, you know, have their issue that they are just all in 100% geeking out in this one thing because they're like, oh, but what about the other 80% of the population? 80% of the population was never going to give you money. But if the 20% or 10% or even 1%, like they're like, oh my gosh, I really resonate with this. I love this. Like they're never going to... Uh, get the opportunity to connect with you because they just don't feel that passion in what you do. And I think, you know, the second point to, to kind of dovetail along with that is that you said that, uh, you know, I think a lot of times we'll create a, a work of art or a book of art or something like that. Um, we'll put it out there. You're like, okay, well, you know, I sold some of that. I guess everybody's sick of it now, time to move on to something else, right? And so it's like, listen, just because, uh, you know, you could produce uh, an album, an entire album worth of music every month, that doesn't mean that you should, uh, you know, instead, maybe produce something really great and spend an entire year and a half promoting that one thing, as opposed to, you know, 10 new songs every single month. Absolutely. And this is not just for creatives either. You see this in all sorts of businesses. You see this in uh, the one that I'm most familiar with is course creators because they kind of like straddle business and creativity, mm -hmm. but they are constantly putting out a new product every like three to six months. And, yeah. and it is important to like 
get the people to be excited about the uh, about your next thing as well and service sure. the people you already have. But you still have to go out and find new people. But to go back to your first point about not knowing who your audience is, uh, you know, that's why you get so many people sending bland emails that you don't care about. Like, mm. I don't care about 99.9% of the emails that I get because there's no voice there. There's no energy. There's They don't know who they're talking to uh, or they're trying to talk to too many people. And the worst part about business that I've learned is not that 10% of people will love you or 10% of people will hate you. It's that 80% of people literally don't care. Like you could die tomorrow and they would not even they, they would not mourn you at all. Yeah. Uh, and that's the hardest part to get to. Like you, you can't make those people uh, 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 really move the needle. You can't make the people that hate you are easily going to, if you do it right. And you can, I mean, like whenever I go on somewhere, I'm, I'm not the human being. I'm not this human, like with my wife at home, like I'm, 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 I'm like expressing more of the kinds of tells that I'm, I'm trying to draw in from the right kind of person and also repel the wrong kind of person immediately so that uh, not because the, pe- the, 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 the wrong person is bad, but it's just they're not the person to hear the message that I'm trying to state. They may not be in the industry. They may not just they may need a softer style. They may uh, they may just not be at the right point in their career to hear the thing that I'm saying. And maybe yeah. in a year they will be. But whatever, for whatever reason, they're not the right person. Uh, but I, I, I'm trying to make sure that the right people in that other 90% who don't care, the 10% who will really love it, perk up and take notice, like you said. And I do that in books. I try mm-hmm. and write very similarly to how I talk and very similarly to how I uh, express myself on video. And everything kind of goes to construct this overall uh, a message. And it's because I very, very clearly know who I'm, who I'm targeting. In each of my companies, I know exactly who I'm targeting. I know the, what, a, what a reader wants to read in my work and why they love it and the kind of person also. I've met now thousands of them who like my book and I, I know kind of the personality traits that, 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 that they exhibit. I know where the people are in my uh, creative academy and the people that are most likely to, to, to respond to my work that have the lowest customer uh, acquisition cost and the highest mm-hmm. lifetime value. And so yeah. once you have that, you then are a wonderfully empowered to, to know exactly what you should make. And whenever someone comes and says, what should I make next? Or like, what should I be doing? I'm like, this is your way. You're, you're putting the cart before the horse. You need the audience and to tell you exactly what to make. And then once you do that, they'll consider it like magic. Uh, hmm. And that's kind of the trick because there's only two things in business. Like, like strip it all away. The two things in business are there's a customer and a product. And all of the, all of the work that we do is trying to find customer and make product for that customer. And once you can make that, once you can understand that virtuous circle, once you can understand how to, the customer and what they're saying they want, but not just what they're saying they want, but what they actually want, because that's, that's a real skill that you have to develop. Your customer will say one thing, but they'll really want another thing. And you have to know what they're saying and actually what they want and how to, how to interpret the words that are coming out of their mouth with yeah. like how to, which ones to follow, which ones not to follow. 
And all of that is a skill. But once you have that customer and you mm-hmm. are servicing them, uh, it becomes incredibly easy to figure out what they want. Like it's, it's, it's stupid easy to figure it out and then to find out where to go to bring more people into, the, into yeah. that audience all over the place. Because then so, you, can, you can go where those, if you market to Karens, for example, like, you know where the Karens hang out. <laughs> and, so, and then you could say, well, I could care less about the Julies and the Johns and all the other people. I'm only talking to Karens. And exactly. uh, so you, and, and, and therefore I agree. I, Nick or Russell, you're, I, I wanted to call you Nick cause of Nick Nolte, but uh, Russell Nolte, uh, you're making a lot of sense. Where would be a great pe- place uh, for people to start to engage with you, uh, particularly creatives? Sure. So if you're a creative, uh, I have a website called the complete creative where I have epic blog posts, free courses, paid courses, and the archive to my, uh, website, to my podcast, the complete creative, where I interview creators about how they built and sustain their career. And if you, if you love podcasts, I highly recommend you check it out. The, the differentiating factor between that show and so many other shows is that I am a six figure creator who's had a lot of success in creativity. I've been running my own company for five years. And I'm interviewing other six-figure creators about how they built and sustained their careers. So I am able to dig a lot deeper being a person who is actually doing it right now. Most of the people who I have on, 90 to 95% of them are uh, people who I know, who I respect, and who I've, I've, I'm mm-hmm. trying to dig deep on uh, how they specifically got to the level of success that they've gotten. Uh, I try to make it very uh, very accessible and open to everybody. It feels like a conversation. I, when I, I'm trying to make it feel more fun because I think the show is a lot of fun and I feel like I haven't mentioned the fun part of it enough. I just, I've yeah. mentioned the business part. So it really is like two old friends sitting down and having a conversation over coffee and discussing their careers. But yeah, the Complete Creative or especially the Complete Creative podcast uh, would be a great place to start and see if it's the kind of thing that uh, you like uh, and, and, that, and that might work for you. You've got almost 200 episodes at this point. Congratulations on that. All right. TheCompleteCreative.com. Russell Nolte, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Some really great, great advice in this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. 
Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.